Hello and good afternoon, all. Uh, we'll give it a few minutes before we get started. I see Ryan is here. Hi, Ryan, Christy. Glad your other meeting didn't run too long. Oh, Matt, you made it. That's good. Oh, Matt, I think Matt, you're muted. Now you got to hit unmute. Should be a little microphone at the bottom. Is that better? Can yeah. you hear me now? Yep. Whoop. Yeah, we can hear. You don't have to get right up on the mic. Oh, okay. So I think we're all here, so let's get underway. Please open your tomes to chapter six and open your hearts to the dark one. <laughs> Just a little bit of humor there. Uh, Matt, I know it's your first meeting, but uh, would you mind starting us off with the first reading? It should be at the top of the right page. You said chap chapter six? Yes. Yep. Okay. Ooh, you're breaking up there a little bit page do you know what page number it is so if you open the front page oh 54 oh yep th yeah there's an index yeah okay cool. thank you you're welcome okay so uh chapter six and when he banished her to the realms of the netherworld he rose again stronger than ever and banished all of us to his own netherworld and so it was that we enveloped into the arms of the Dark One. And the Dark One said, hi, I am he. Nice. Yeah, we can we can take a pause there. Oh, cool. So what do we think his great darkness meant by banish all of us? All right, so let's put our opinions in the chat. Let's, let's see like what everyone thought. All right, Christy, that we should treat others with respect. All right, good. Ryan says, do unto others as the dark one would do unto you. That's good, Ryan. But remember that we never fully comprehend the dark one's great plan. Matt, you wrote, uh, actually, um, Matt, can you read yours out loud? I'm a bit confused by it. Um, I think he just wants us all to have a good time. Okay. I mean, obviously interpretation, uh, it's a, a fluid format and, and we don't want to tell someone how to uh sacrificially worship i i i think what i think where i'm coming at it from is that if if, if this is if the dark one is someone that we want to like <laughs> why wouldn't he want us to like knock a few back you know like we're not really supposed to like the dark one it's more like we subsist on the dark one. We require the dark one. It's not really in our hands, Matt. And that's why that's why it, it doesn't really matter if we get along. Does that make sense? I, I suppose I think I'm just getting lost as to why, you know, if if we don't need or rather if he only gives us enough to give by, why don't we just like get a new one? Okay. I I thought you would be open to new experiences, Matt. Um, clearly, this is not, I don't think this is the right group for you. You Obviously, the tome you can keep, that literature is powerful, and I hope you lean on it in your dark times and realize that in the toughest times, there is one set of claw marks in the sand, and that is when the dark one carried you. So, so okay, can... <laughs> I, I appreciate the time, but can you hear me out? Yeah, obviously. Well, so here's where I'm coming at it from. I, I don't think I can 
How much time do you have? Uh, this meeting is slated for an hour. So can I play you something? Yeah, just let me enable sharing. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's it's an old recording my great grandmother brought over in the Mayflower, and I I just wanted to I wanted to play because it it, it's helped me see the world a lot, and I I just you know I I think it would explain where I'm coming from Mm -hmm. and help you to understand my viewpoint. Okay, this this group is PG seventeen. Uh, so just if there's any images along with it, we, we would prefer the nudity kept to goat species only. I don't think that will be a problem. <laughs> so I'm just going to I'm going to I'm just going to hit play on it. And if you have any questions, feel free to interrupt and I'll pause it and we can kind of go from there. OK. All right. Okay, so. Hello and welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration, the Everyday Appreciation Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Matt. And we are here on the rocky waves of Massachusetts coast. We have just landed and we're so excited to be bringing you this live report. That is correct. We are here to bring you a reason that your fourth grade class got the day off of school. (laughs) To go look at our... Fucking rock. Look at this rock. Wow. <laughs> it's not just a rock. Alan, how are you? I'm doing great. It's been a good day. I am stuffed full of like 5,000 french fries because I got to order dinner for myself. I've got like that fat energy right now. Oh, yeah. I'm like burping every other word. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing good uh today was a busy day at work but you know help the day go fast uh (laughs) and uh good vibes only good vibes only (laughs) matt you have a bidet right i do have a bidet how's that going it's wonderful (laughs) (laughs) do you have a motion sensor on it or do you have to hit a button so there's a little like pad next to the seat with knobs one is for spray, mm-hmm. which is what it does. There's another one for wash, which can you know help clean your toilet if need be. And so there's one knob for just different ways the nozzle goes. And there's another knob that controls the pressure. So how much water you want shooting at you <laughs> or the force of the water shooting at you. So is it? it's not Wi-Fi enabled or anything? It's not Bluetooth? <laughs> um, no. You can track your butt cleanings. <laughs> there's no app. Yeah, there's no colors yet. <laughs> so many things right now are Wi-Fi enabled and controlled through Bluetooth. Yeah. When I get home, I let my Echo turn on all my lights for me. Plus, when we get up in the morning, the bedside lamps in our bedroom are set to slowly get brighter over a period of time. Isn't that crazy? It is a little crazy just to think about the fact that I'm speaking to this hockey puck and it's turning on my lights. You used to work for the all-seeing Bezos, right? I did work for for Jeffrey Bezos, CEO entrepreneur, born in 1964. (laughs) What is the craziest thing that you like sold or that you own that has like a remote feature? Okay, so I can't talk about something that I've sold or, or own, but I can give a little more information. Anyone who's worked retail knows the term peak, which is like holiday. Oh, okay. 
So like basically November 1st through January 1st mm. or rather January like 20th, because you're also at the end of like returns from shitty gifts people didn't want. <laughs> so basically the prep for this Amazon in their stores wanted to have a like smart home specialist. And so Amazon flew me out to Seattle to go <laughs> meet with vendors and like talk to people about like smart home stuff. And in their headquarters, Amazon has a full-scale apartment that they just use for kind of testing smart home stuff. And so this is from like lights, your TV, a Roomba, but like there's a sink that you can be like, Alexa, give me one cup of water and it'll give you one cup of water. Oh my God. My favorite was the shower, which like you can set the temperature of what you want your shower to be and say, Alexa, start the shower. And it will like, and say like, your shower is ready. Oh my God. When it hits the temperature, it's kind of a lot. It's a beautiful testament to humanity's laziness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, <laughs> yes. Um, it's very much just like, I don't want to. <laughs> I see it in my home already like TVs, soaps, sinks, toilets. Soaps? Well, I'm okay. Maybe not in my home. But like, <laughs> Alexa, <laughs> soap me. <laughs> When you go into like a restaurant bathroom, you put your hand under the soap and it just like oh, gives you the soap. like, here's your soap. Can I have more? No. <laughs> Came back for soap. They've got doors that do it. You know, well, I mean, like motion sensor doors and stuff. Yeah. Like even cars are getting to the point where it's like remotely controlled. Yeah. Uh, Tesla will drive itself sometimes. That's insane. It's insane. But everything should be remote. We will create a world where we never need to use our hands again. <laughs> I hope not because um, <laughs> I like as much as I like having a light that I can turn on or a Roomba that will zoop zoop around my apartment to like, clean it. There are certain things I'm like, no, I want to do that. Like I enjoyed that. Like I think the week we're recording this Tesla announced they're making like a robot, like a weird Android robot thing a la iRobot <laughs> to like do chores And it was like, it's designed to do the boring stuff, like fix your car or go grocery shopping. I'm like, hey, I like grocery shopping, okay? (laughs) Like, I don't need that slander. That's actually terrifying because those robots straight up killed people. Well, I think (laughs) we've seen that. You've seen a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Will Smith stops the robots. Exactly. But also becomes robot Jesus or he saves robot Jesus. I think he saves robot Jesus. So as long as Will Smith is still alive, I think we'll be okay. Is it well? Yeah, what's well, this all alive? <laughs> well, unless something terrible happens. happens. Unless the robots get Will Smith. <laughs> the robots saw I robot. No. The robots have seen everything. God. The way I see it, God gave us opposable thumbs so that we can eventually render them useless. So we can eventually go from I robot to Wally. <laughs> yes. Then we shall be the fat gods, and the sun and moon shall bend to our call, but with a single word, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, no. <laughs> I think it's funny when everyone's like, the AIs are getting too smart. Like, have you used an AI? Have you like, have you really looked at an AI? They're dumb. <laughs> like robots are dumb. Yeah, I can. Jenny struggles to have it turn on and off certain parts of the house. She's like, turn on the bedroom. Alexa. Alexa. (laughs) You like enunciate and just like turn on light. 
you devolve to this thing that's screaming at a hockey puck. <laughs> like a like a large can of soup <laughs> and just screaming turn off light playing new light by john may no <laughs> no no <laughs> I just thought that was really interesting. There's so much remote stuff. I, I'm honestly very thankful for it. I can't wait until the robots take over. <laughs> robots, if you need help finding and quarantining Will Smith, I will assist. I will assist in betraying the human race. <laughs> I made a pilgrimage last week <laughs> to a, 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 a location that I have been told to go to many times that is Held holy, held, held sacred by a lot of people. Disney? No. I uh, I went to Ikea. That's not sacred. I've only heard like, no, you have to go. Oh my God, it's the best. Or like, don't go under penalty of death. Like Ikea is Build-A-Bear for adults. I mean, more or less, because it's just so weird. It's so strange. Here, by this table. Oh, how much is this table? Well, it depends. Are you talking about the schlongler or the clumbalith? <laughs> and if here again, like, <laughs> I got a, a ring to hang, like, the towel on. You don't talk about, like, in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I got one of those, and it's, like, not Finnegan, like, Finningen. It's, like, F-I-N-N-E-N-G-A-N. <laughs> so, like, Finning. <laughs> and the G has two dots over it. Right, has But I I went to IKEA and I to get a bookcase that they were sold out. I was going to go back. Oh no, you're still bookcaseless. I'm still bookcaseless, but I'm going to I'm going Friday, and according to the website, uh, they have them. Excuse me, it's the Friday. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> put that in. Uh, <laughs> Save that. <laughs> um. So, I mean, I went and I was like, okay, I've heard what this is like, but I never quite pictured what it was like. I've actually never been in. So paint me a picture. Okay. So it is a big blue building that is just kind of one shape. It is just kind of square. And basically what you do is you walk through the entire store. There's no like, I need a bookcase. Let me go to bookcases. It's like you walk through kitchens, dining rooms, living rooms, work, kids' rooms, home offices, all the stuff. And then when you get to the section you want, you have to like either write down or take a picture of the call number of the product you want. What? Like say like a bookcase is like 603-202-123. And you take a picture of that tag. And then after you go through the entire store, you go downstairs and then you pick out your stuff. So like the whole store is just like a display room? Right. So phase one is display room and you get to see everything. Phase two is you have to go through the store again and (laughs) pick it out. But like phase two is quicker because you're just like... Your number, I assume, leads you to your section or whatever? Right. It's like, okay, cool. Go. Like, awesome. I know where I'm going. Let's get my my wished in and get out. Like, <laughs> That is not at all what I thought it would be like. It's kind of wild, but at the same time, everything is really cheap um, <laughs> for better or worse. And they have like kind of everything like plants, mugs, silverware, shoe organizers, wine racks, like bean bags. <laughs> Whatever, like just shut up, throw it in the bag. <laughs> I want to get one of those pegboards for all my cords and everything. Yeah, go for it. it. It's just been 
an eye-opening experience because I'm like, this is so singular in what it's doing. And it's hardcore, like leaning into the concept. <laughs> they also do have a full restaurant in there as well, where you get like Swedish food. I did not go to the restaurant because, and I quote, without a reservation, the wait is 45 minutes. Oh my God. Can you, do you think people come to the Ikea store to go to the restaurant? That means someone's like, honey, can you make a reservation? Where? The Ikea. <laughs> Bring the car around. We're going to get meatballs. Like, that's what I'm imagining. I need to go pick up a bookshelf and I might be hungry on the way. So make the reservation. Right. Right, exactly. And I guess the intention is like, depending on how busy it is, you like make a reservation. And then by the time you're done, go it's a lot but i enjoyed the experience um and i do have a lot of cute furniture that i will be purchasing it's a it's a weird swedish place (laughs) agreed a psychologist a roller rink manager tim burton and buck lewis who is the character artist from the movie ants If you shoved all of those people in a locked room and you forced them to make a video game, they would make Psychonauts. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 100%. If you guys haven't heard, this past week, Psychonauts 2 was released after 16 years. It's the sequel. I mean, people were asking for, but also like... That was a long time. It was like one of those, you finish Psychonauts 1 and you're like, man, I wish they made another one of these. But it wasn't like, when is the next one coming out? <laughs> right, and then 29-year-old you is looking at 13-year-old you like, boy, don't you worry. <laughs> they did it, those sons of bitches. <laughs> the game is about the main character, Raz, which is sort for Raz Sputin. He's a camper at this summer camp where psychic kids are trained to become Psychonauts, which are an elite group of government spies with brain powers. That Yeah, that's it. That's what the game just like wants. The game wants you to start, hit start, and be like, okay, are you on board with this? Cool, now you're gonna actually get to deal with this weird stuff. That's the normal. Right. I think where it gets weird is, A, the art style mm-hmm. is extremely singular and just like its own original thing, and the level design. Yeah. It really plays with like, you're in someone's mind. So like different rules apply, you know? Yeah. By the way, you can jump into people's brains in this game. Right. Through a cartoon, like literal door that just goes (laughs) and you like go into their brain. Uh, There's so much to say about this game. It's a standard platformer. So like there's platforming stuff, there's combat stuff, and then you get abilities that help you solve different puzzles. All your abilities are psycho power based but like that's not what you play it for like you play it for like what matt said the character design the level design the storytelling within those like they take this kiddish looking well not kiddish it's it's a weird weird art style but it's definitely aimed more towards kids and then it tackles like child death yeah and depression and insanity yeah (laughs) what the fuck it's kind of great. Like, it's a very mature game and it's a very, like, cartoonish look at, like, the mind and the mm-hmm. power it has. But, like, also very funny in a dark way. It is so funny. Disturbing <laughs> at times. But ultimately, it's just, I don't think I've ever 
had a game as original as that, it's extremely unique. It is wicked unique. And it's it's that aspect like it it tackles those difficult things, not just from like the outside, but from the literal inside of a like person's brain. Right. <laughs> right. Which is really unique and really kind of it's been a concept explored by like other like cartoons like what if we went inside a body what would it look like but i don't think it's ever been done to that extent where it's like we're going to go inside this person like this mind and explore it's very hilarious it's for the original xbox you can buy it on steam uh and then the new one you can buy on steam or or any of your new next gen consoles it's totally totally worth it and i don't think you have to play the first one to kind of get caught up but i it's it's worth it it's its own thing and it's really good absolutely it's gotten good reviews from what i've read you've played it right psychonauts 2 no the first one oh yeah a decade ago oh god uh <laughs> like oh it's been a while i didn't play it until it got re-released on steam I never played it originally. Yeah, it, it seems more my game than your game, surprisingly. Well, the reason I say that is because it's it's so weird. And I don't imagine like 13 or you know, 10-year-old you being like, oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I had an Xbox at that age, probably saw the game, was like, nah, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> weird. Don't like it. Like, yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and you can use our affiliate link to buy uh, Psychonauts 2, and that money goes straight to supporting the podcast. Uh, or you can put a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and, and we'll raffle off. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll raffle off. A, one of us will get to buy Psychonauts 2. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll raffle off something I have next to me, which is the original inbox game of spongebob squarepants lights camera pants for the original xbox <laughs> you, you can you get that that's right or you could just venmo us yeah yeah that's fine that works too i don't know if i've mentioned this on the podcast before um but i'm a person who really likes long drives oh yeah you've mentioned it have i yeah, and I think we could have all <laughs> guessed as well. We put, we put together like a diagram of your personality. <laughs> it's all right in there. Well, so I think for me what it was, so this past weekend I need to do a lot of long driving. I realized what it is, which is turn on the highway and hearing your GPS go, stay on I-93 North for 113 miles. <laughs> yep, yep. It's just like, there's something about that that's very weird. But also I do like the idea of like loading up a bunch of podcasts or music or whatever and like go into town and like, oh boy, <laughs> I can't wait to learn about the political situation American Samoa. It's not a territory, it's not a state, and they're not citizens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoy like getting out and stretching my legs at like weird rest stops. I enjoy the quiet. I can understand that because I, I enjoy the consumption of content yeah. while also being distracted physically. Mm -hmm. And so I, I like the idea of listening to podcasts, listening to music while you're driving. And that's something you can focus on. I don't get the appeal of travel. I've talked about this with Jenny. Right. We drove like 16 hours down to South Carolina for our honeymoon. Oh, you drove to South Carolina? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like added a thousand miles to my car. <laughs> right. You're just like, what? Wow. But we got down there and I was like, 
this looks like New Hampshire. <laughs> right. Like I, I did not get nearly as much as out of this as I wanted. I get I get the value of the trip itself, but I'm always like, man, I could have sat in the sand back home. <laughs> I didn't need to sit in the car for 16 hours. Right. I'm obviously not saying anything bad about our honeymoon. It was amazing. Everybody was, right. we stopped with along the way. We we had a stop in, I want to say Virginia. And we stayed with a lovely couple in their basement that was furnished nicer <laughs> than any apartment I've ever lived in. <laughs> they had this beautiful big field with animals and gardening. And you could hear like the trees breathe out there it was fucking quiet as shit. That would unsettle me. Yeah, it's creepy. Like when you can kind of like stand still and hear your heartbeat, you're like, uh. Oh, no. <laughs> keep keep that shit muffled under the weight of concrete. <laughs> Sirens and street lights. <laughs> Sirens, pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think for me what it was is just like, and I'll, I'll get into this later, but like, I think the reason why I was driving, the relaxation, like everything that I was like kind of doing, I was like, this feels really lovely. I, I liked the kind of the meditation of just focusing on going 113 miles <laughs> on I-93. Because at that point you're like, I'm not, I don't have any turn coming up. <laughs> right, right. There's no like, if I stop or if I have to stop, it's my choice. Like I'm making the choice to go to this, to this uncommon Joe. <laughs> Or, or 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 this McDonald's. What were where were you going? So that's my that's my next thing. Oh, oh, okay. Well then allow me to create an intermission of sorts. I have an entry here that I think is one of the most intriguing ones I've ever written. I'm intrigued. I've titled it Understanding Unconditional Love. And the <laughs> the subject photo above is a prosthetic arm. Go on. I look at it, I'm like, wow, this is that's beautifully composed. Well, what good alliteration. <laughs> this is the story of how Jenny lost her arm. Wait, what? Yeah. Everyone out there is like, wait, what? We knew all this stuff about her, but we didn't know she had a prosthetic arm. Yeah, I didn't know she had a prosthetic arm. Get ready for this story. So growing up in the 90s, we were blasted with a spray of unrealistic beauty standards and body expectations. It is no surprise that our generation had such a high rate of eating disorders. That was just a rough way to be indoctrinated. Indoctrinated? As a kid. It, like, it's just <laughs> rough. <laughs> I'm assuming that's the deeper reason why I've struggled to fully accept that someone could love me despite my physical quote-unquote flaws. One of my major insecurities is my thinning hair. I know we've talked about that. Right. It's such a sore spot. <laughs> More like a bald oh. spot. He did it. Everybody used to do Vuvuzelas way back then. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tap back into my memories for a little bit. All right. I remember when YouTube had a Vuvuzela button and it would just play a Vuvuzela over any, the audio of any video you're listening to. <laughs> This was during the World Cup when the when they were a thing. Yeah, I just have the memory of like a little button on the like the little red bar in the bottom and all all the controls. There's a little button you could press and just go it's like over <laughs> like over whatever. Continue. Sorry, <laughs> that's that's awesome. There are probably people that have never never heard of that, and one of them is your podcaster partner <laughs> who never heard of it or like they're. 
People are driving and it's like, oh my God, I remember this. I thought that was a dream. Dude, right. Like, I thought I was done with it. <laughs> I personally asked Jenny multiple times, apropos of nothing, if she's sure she'll still love me when I am completely bald. To her credit, she has always answered very honestly that of course she will. But even so, I have never 100% believed her. Right. Until I started to learn about prosthetic limbs. Okay. There's a Reddit page called ne- like r slash next fucking level. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like next level prosthetic limbs? No, it's just like next level memes and, and oh. videos and things. <laughs> right. So on there, it did have some videos of like crazy cool prosthetic legs and, and limbs and stuff that yeah. these amazing people were using. And Jenny and I were talking about them and I was musing about how cool it would be to have a robotic arm like Metal Gear Solid or Tales from the Borderlands. Right. Like, I suggested Jenny could get one, too, and it would have like cooking attachments, which when I say that, it sounds very sexist, but she loves cooking. So it would be, be helpful. Right. Like cooking's a hobby. Exactly. Like she can like take her hand off and like replace it with a spatula or like a whisk. Yeah, or a memo right. pad or a pen. Like she right. can be a businesswoman and a chef. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the marketing right. campaign. She can go from work to play. <laughs> Speaking girl boss as hard as she wants. <laughs> oh, she asked if I'd be okay if she had a prosthetic arm. Like, would I be cool with that? And I was like, yeah, of course I would. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't matter to me if you have a prosthetic arm. Like, I'd still love you. It's not a big deal. Right. And then, like, my eyes widen and my pupils dilated and, like, ringing in my ears. And I was like, which is why you'll still love me when I'm bald. And, like, <laughs> those planets aligned. And, like, I was like, oh, I fucking get it now. Right. Full realization and complete understanding at the same time. I couldn't stop smiling. Oh my God. Like love really honestly (laughs) can be unconditional. Right. I don't blame the generation which we were brought up in, but like there was a lot of like intense body expectations in the nineties. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I guess in my mind, I was always like, well, you can be attached to someone, but like, Let's be honest. When you start to get ugly, you're just going to be ugly. Nobody's going to be able to not see it. And that's like what I thought in like the back of my head. Right. Well, you know, there's beauty to everyone, obviously. But in the very back of my head, I was like, but Alan, you know that when you get ugly, she's going to know you're ugly. But now I think our our concept has radically changed to more body positivity and to more acceptance of everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's always made a lot of sense to me that like, People's people of all body types are attractive. Yeah, I have seen attractive people like over the entire spectrum. And I guess it was just breaking down that expectation, like concrete rule in the back of my brain that culture taught me that skinny is better, you know? Right. But there's nothing there's like literally nothing besides how we were brought up that tells us that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it's a very much a Western thing. Um, and a lot of other cultures, it's like the opposite. So here's hoping Jenny gets a prosthetic arm and I'm fully OK with going bald now. Perfect. Hopefully she gets a cool like stainless steel metal arm like the Winter Soldier. Yeah. With like a Hello Kitty symbol on it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So like, the, like the Russian red star is just. <laughs> 
Can you open this can? <laughs> just rips the top in half. <laughs> um, I want her to keep the same demeanor too. Like you're very cheery. And it's like, can you open this? Yeah. <laughs> Here. Like crushes half my raviolis in her metal fist. <laughs> I suppose you're wondering why I drove 113 miles. I am curious. <laughs> So the answer is because I had a wedding. Is this the same one you were the bachelor party person yeah, for? That is correct. They nice. were a week apart. It was up in New Hampshire, up in like up New Hampshire. Oh, geez. Like my phone stopped being serviced by T-Mobile and being serviced by U.S. Cellular. <laughs> They're like, we don't go that far up. You're <laughs> these guys now. They show you that big glowing neon map and there's like a few dark spots and it's like, that's where you are. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I went to a wedding up in Sugar Hill, New Hampshire. That sounds pleasant as fuck. It was really nice. Um, very, very much small town. Very like, very Gilmanted Ironworks. Like small, there's six stores and like the nearest dunks is 30 minutes away. That level of New Hampshire. Um, and I went to my friend uh, John and Kristen's wedding. It was a whole big thing because they had been pushing it off and trying to plan it and all of this stuff. And obviously, you know this with COVID and everything and you having a wedding during unprecedented times, mm -hmm. how difficult that is. Oh, yeah. On top of venues canceling and DJs going out of business and catering and all this stuff, trying to get everything right. And so being able to have the event and have it right was perfect. Lovely outdoor ceremony. And I cried more than I thought I would. You didn't even cry at my wedding. I cried for like 10 seconds. At, at mine? Yeah, when you started crying. Oh, well, thanks. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I cried more at his than yours. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because like for yours, I felt like I had a job to do. Okay, that's fair. Versus this where I'm like, I'm just going and watching. <laughs> but we had, they rented this lovely barn and had a DJ and had food and they, oh, their catering was pizza. That's, that's so cool. <laughs> it's, yeah, like, uh, it's like the COVID, this, that's going to become a meme. It's like COVID wedding starting kit. It's like right. pizza, the, the live stream camera. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like, I, I just noticed that like more and more weddings are just like bucking the like, we have to get the right caterer and the cake. It's like, no, we're going to get pizza. We're going to get like nice pizza to cater and like a barn and dance with my friends. That's awesome. It was a really lovely ceremony. He's a really amazing guy. And it was weird because like a quick story, mm -hmm. the DJ was doing great. Uh, and the last song he played was closing time. Closing time. I, I know it. I was trying to think of the artist. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The, I don't know who the artist is. <laughs> I got it on video and I saved it because for whatever reason, the day after it made me cry. And I got it on video, which is the bride in her wedding dress turning around, looking at her new husband mm -hmm. and singing the chorus. The like, I know who I, I want, want to, to take, take me, me home. Right. Oh. And I just like, oh, like <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, but that like, I'm sitting in my bed at like 4 p.m. the day after like, God, I want what they have. Like, <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, are you thinking that you want to get married at some point? We've never really talked about. Oh, it. no, I 100 percent want to get married. Oh, 100 percent. It's it's a very weird thing that I want to get married. I think mm -hmm. just because my options are so open, but it, it is a thing that I I want. I don't know why. I just want it. <laughs> okay. And I, I think it's just like being able to have that level of like pomp and circumstance, and as well as like having having built something that's worthy of that. Yeah, is very 
attractive to me. That's cool. Yeah, we we never really talk about it a lot because we just don't. I'm never like dating anyone. That's the issue. That's fair. I didn't. It, it, I, I honestly, to be honest, I thought it, but I didn't want to be like, yeah, you're not in relationships for long periods of time. So because dating is hard, <laughs> no, I hate it. It is. That's mostly it. Like one of the, one of the reasons is so I don't have to keep fucking dating. Um, <laughs> I can actually very much relate to that. Right. My goal is to make every single person in the room like weep. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the, the theme going in. <laughs> unrestrained tears yes 100 percent. everyone thinks it's under the under the sea but it's actually under the pile of their tears (laughs) exactly no exactly (laughs) they think they're walking into a brunch themed wedding what they're really getting (laughs) is not brunch but tears (laughs) oh it's hay season everyone take your complimentary uh, little pouch of tissues you're gonna fucking gotcha. eat it. <laughs> gotcha. there's something really wholesome but also fucking hilarious about like going out of your way to really try to get people to cry <laughs> yes i agree i just because it, it, it's one of those things where like under the right circumstances wanting to make someone cry is sociopathic oh yeah but like in another context it's like funny so if i just (laughs) if i just said i wanted to make my mom cry that's awful but like if i was like i want to make my mom cry at my wedding it's totally different it's like yeah people line up and be like how can i help (laughs) right what can i do to make ann weep (laughs) weep tears for me (laughs) ann Gaze upon your sovereign and tremble. Uh, Jenny's mom cried at our wedding. Yeah. Photographer caught it. And we were looking through the photos and I was like, oh, that's nice. And Jenny's like, I only have a memory of my mom crying twice. Oh. I was like, this is awesome. (laughs) And now we have proof. I want to frame this one. <laughs> Just this one shot. The only picture from me, what do you have framed? It's like, what is it? You? <laughs> what, what do you have that? It's victory. <laughs> <laughs> That's rarer than anything you'll see out there. Oh, I fucking love that. I want to like make it her contact photo. Like, ah, uh, I love that stuff. And not that I love watching my mother-in-law cry. But like... But it's just like it. I'm sure it's a lovely photo. It is, yeah. It's very. There's a lot of emotion. And it's nice. Oh yeah, and I think it's mostly it's just, it's just a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that people say that get me. I don't know why. Like during the the vows of the wedding, I was just at. He looked at him and said, "You're my best friend," and I just like Ugh. lost it. I like I can't do this. That's a fucking. Classic. I don't know why that did it. It's just like that's a classic. When he said, um, "You can have all the cats you want." Oh, that, that was, was like, oh man, yeah. Oh, that almost gets me. That's like, because they're like, they're simple things out of the context of wedding. It's like funny and nice. But then like in the context of wedding, there's so much more depth to what they're actually saying. Yes. I just love love. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm scared to go back and watch our wedding video and listen to my vows. You You did a good job. You just like were understandably, you know, going through it. I When I get nervous, I get very fast. 
And as well as, you know, hi, this is like a big thing. Speaking of big things, thank you for the use of our theme song, The Process by Lakey Inspired, one of the gentlemen with the largest thing I know. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just assuming based purely on musical talent. <laughs> you can find our podcast here. Here you are. And here we are. Matt, thank you for being here. It was an absolute pleasure. You're my best friend. What's happening? What? What is happening? This felt weird. Yeah. Can I do the part? Yeah. Alan, thank you for potting with me. <laughs> Listen up, people. The future is pods. Food, <laughs> medicine, entertainment, everything will be pods. But that's the future. So for now, I'll settle for potting with my best friend, Matt. <laughs> that felt better. <laughs> so, that felt a lot better. Because I, I felt like you were you were like training a sniper scope on me <laughs> while you were just saying that. Alan, you were <laughs> best friend. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry. Roses are red, violets are blue. That's the, the words to activate the sleeper agent. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're activating, a, we're activating a lot of sleep agents lately. That's got to be a gift card, right? What? Roses are red, violets are blue. This phrase has activated the sleep agent. Run. Run <laughs> until your feet touch the water and you feel the light drain behind you. And then it just says happy Valentine's Day in Russian. <laughs> and like Cyrillic. <laughs> uh, play play us out. out. So we just uh, wasted this week's cult meeting. No, but did, did, did you get it? I'm sorry. And I'm getting a vibe from you like you want me to yes and this, but I don't fully follow you for this, Matt. Okay, so I'll send you some literature in the mail. You can peruse that. We'll have a meeting <laughs> next week and we'll go over it, okay? I just, I, 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 th I think it'll help you help me. Whatever to help guide you back to the dark cesspool. Right, 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 right. I'm doing this for you, not for me. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, it was funny. It, I mean, uh, objectively, it was funny. Not why we're here. And and uh, what was it called again? Um, six degrees of celebration. Of celebration. I mean, it might warrant further listening <clears throat> in the future. But uh, thank you, everyone, for being here uh, this week. I do apologize for the tangent we went on. But as the Dark One teaches us, the road is full of obstacles and we must make them subjugate. Go with darkness. Go with darkness. <laughs> it's like really like low ending. <laughs> <laughs>